Squad, and welcome back to the. Uh, hang on. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we doing? Hang on one second. Okay. Oh. Woo! Oh. Welcome oh. back to another episode of the Rip Thrill Podcast. This is episode 40. Shawnee T. We're Woo! here. We're here. Oh my gosh, it's the first oh time in nearly Lord. a year that we've been in the same room. Can you believe oh it? Oh my God. We have been FaceTiming, we've been Skyping, all that stuff for a good year now. And I absolutely hated it. Like, no, no offense to you, you're a gorgeous human being, all that kind of stuff. I just don't like doing that interaction. I like face to face value. And, you know, it's just good to see you, man. I just want to be in the flesh. I'll tell you what, we, we haven't seen each other. So for the people, just to give them a heads up, we actually haven't been in the same room since the Virgin Lounge when yep. we went down to meet uh, Max Gorn and Patrick Cripps. We did. And that was, a, it was kind of a big weekend in terms of the podcast and that night of that I nearly missed my flight. Um, I was out all night after we caught up with Patty Cripps and then we, we saw Gorney. Yep. And then we, I kicked on to uh, catch up with my brother. We went to some gaming lounge and had a few drinks. And it's it was, a sweet spot. You took me to a good spot. Oh, you came to it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We went for a look yeah. down there. Went to Playing this, ping pong all night. Yeah. <laughs> we went to this sweet spot. And then, obviously, you went back because you had an early flight. And, you know, you're most professional on the podcast. And uh, I kind of kept going with the bro and his mates and stuff. And then um, I remember you, I think you messaged, all, you're like, hey, man, you're going to come back. We've got to leave soon. I was like, but you couldn't call me because my phone wasn't on. It, it got pretty oh, it wasn't late. Working. It, it was got there. pretty late. And I don't sleep that well for those who know me. And it was getting to about three and I had to leave at seven. And I'm thinking, geez, if you're not here soon, I'm going to have to start packing your bags and bringing it with me. You know, Robbo goes, if you, get, if you, if you, you know, he works hard, but he, he plays harder. So Jeez. yeah, and I nearly missed my flight. You packed up my stuff and I, you know, Ubered it to there and then got, got a lift home. But that was, that was a long time ago, man. Very long time. Jeez. Could, did you, could you have imagined that 2020 was going to look how it did uh, when, when obviously we left the Virgin Lounge that day because we actually did the podcast with Patrick Cripps the morning after the NBA season got yeah, cancelled. Yeah. So that's when we kind of knew that, okay, this thing was serious. We yeah. understood that COVID was going to have some impacts throughout world sport, but I don't think anyone saw what was going to happen. Well, that was like the first thing when we saw that the NBA was cancelled. We both landed in Melbourne like, shit, man, this is actually a real thing. And then everyone started panicking in Melbourne. We're at AFL house and the boys had to like go in there. And you know, the F1 blo- got cancelled that yeah, weekend? Yeah, F1. We're going to go to that through Red Bull, shout Red Bull. Um, we were talking to Colton and they said, look, you've got to do it straight away. Melbourne Demons, they didn't really care too much for us. You know, shout out Melbourne Demons for that. But yeah, it was hectic and then yeah, we came back. But mate, run me through what you've been doing. I know you're a busy, busy man and everyone wants to know. Like I know... You've been losing your notoriety and the public. You want to start getting recognised again. I've heard this. So you want to kind yeah. of just talk about yourself, mate. What have you been doing? I was close to an apparel partnership. <laughs> and then obviously our little podcast went, went, went quiet. Oh, so shit. Uh, shout out to anyone there obviously <laughs> wanting to, to increase their brand exposure. But no, look, it's been, it's been crazy. Obviously, like 2020 impacted everyone. So yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was pretty nuts, man. But like, uh, you know, excitingly for us, we had a number of projects that were able to get off the ground. Um, one of which was Ablett Wines. Yeah, which I, know I you, saw that, man. I haven't yeah. tasted it. It's a good drop. Oh, it's the best on the market. So, yeah, anyone and who's looking for a good red. Cochin's involved in that, is he? Or whoever on the grand final is involved in that? Yeah, correct. So, so we did a we, – uh, we had an arrangement to do a premiership captain, Shiraz. So the AFL were very, you know, fantastic. The integrity department have been able to allow us to, to pull off those collaborations. But, um, yeah, we ended up doing one with Trent Cochin, which was hard for Gary, of course, because yeah, – uh, it's, uh, it's a tough drink to swallow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but Trent was amazing. He, he did so, um, you know, well in terms of just being able to bring that partnership to life. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah from, from what he said, he, he had a lot of fun. So, hopefully, that's something that we're going to transition into this year as well. Mate, Charlie Cameron, get him on board. He's the most annoying wine enthusiast I've ever met, met, met in my life. Like, he's gone above and beyond. Like, he doesn't know anything about it. He's had, like, probably two drops. Like two, He went to – Went to a vineyard with his missus, like, 
I don't know, like a couple weeks ago in Adelaide, and he was like, now he knows everything. Yeah, so the fruits, uh, the plums, everything. Uh, he has no like he makes up words like nutty and you know the air drop or something. I don't know. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. But Archie Smith called him out on it. So oh, shout out Archie Smith. He's actually you know he loves his wine. I'm surprised he has the time given he's been DJing down at the Brisbane <laughs> Heat uh, oh, all summer. Oh man, he didn't, he didn't even do anything. He just like pretend to push a button. It's like this. Jeez, I tell you what, he was—he was getting a lot of TV airtime though. He was. No, good on him. You know, he's a king of claim, self-proclaimed king of uh, Brisbane. So he was top four in Adelaide, he reckons, and now he's number one in Brisbane. So shout out to Charlie Cameron. He's going up and up. But no, look, it was—it was such a, a crazy year. Like, um, and, and obviously the hub life for you would have been much different to, to everyone else because you were bound by the restrictions, but yeah. obviously still had the opportunity to, to live at home. Is that how it worked? Yeah, it, w- it was a lot different to what the uh, the teams from out of state was experiencing. Obviously, us and Gold Coast are pretty sweet. Um, every other team you know, ventured here and we're inside hubs. And the only, the only thing that I got told from other players was well, it was just really awkward being in the same spot as other teams. Like, we went into um, Sydney and we partnered up with uh, Melbourne Demons. They're in the same hotel as us. And that was like... Like, I know most of the guys there, they're pretty cool blokes, but it's still just awkward when you see each other in the hallway and, like, have a chat. Like, it's like I just don't, you know, really like that. But do, do, you reckon, do you reckon a lot of players around the league would have experienced what life was like in Queensland? Because there was they, a lot man, of... Man, honestly, like some of the feedback and some of the players that we could be chasing, like, they got mm. to experience the, the weather and the, the, you know, the climate and the, what, what it's like up here. Like, not many people know who you are. Mm. Um, just a bit of a more stress-free life up here. So a lot of players got to experience that, which is kind of good for us, but... On the flip side, it's bloody weird seeing like other teams playing on the Gabba when we weren't playing there. Like the first time mm. I saw that, I was like, "This isn't. Mm, I don't. Nah, I don't like this." Because now, obviously, we made a Gabba twelve was our fortress type thing. We, you know, we lost that game against Geelong, which sucks. But other than that, I think we lost there, which is really good for us. But now every team's played there that many times. It's not really an advantage now. So mm. that's all right. We'll move on from that. But yeah, twenty twenty was difficult, man, um, for a lot of people. Not not so much um, us because we got to stay with our family and our own comfort and our own bed and stuff. So that's a massive advantage in in that regard. But just not being able to do the normal things. Like, we still couldn't go out. Like, it was training, then home. Home, mm. then training. And then, like, you know, the partners can go to the shops or one person from your house can kind of any visitors, all that kind of stuff. So, it was, it was pretty hectic up here too. Just wasn't the, wasn't the worst thing for us as in, you know, the Brisbane Lions because, you know, we kind of planned for worst-case scenario um, straight mm. away. We'll talk about David Noble later, his new job. But he was, like, off the bat, him and Mitchie Hahn, they set us up. Like, they would say, we'll start at the top with the, with the restrictions. It would just be extra, extra, extra... Um, mm hard on that and then you know once it started going lenient and the restrictions started like easing off we were still at that level so it wasn't too bad we had a lot of things in place so we, we you know we would say flourished but we did very well in that regard you know we didn't have any breaches so we can we can <laughs> tick that box that's Abs- for sure absolutely well, well, well certainly none that got caught out anyway so that's, mm. uh, that's okay but <laughs> exactly well they, know what, well they don't know one hurt them absolutely absolutely now um the 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 actual one of the things you said that obviously all teams had in place was the the smaller groups yeah, so, you that, know, yeah. everyone was obviously you know it wasn't just the defenders and the midfielders but mm. everyone was kind of stretched did that mean that you weren't able to actually see all 22 teammates Week in, week out, because everyone was subsidised. Is that is that kind of how it we felt? we saw the the twenty two? We didn't see the forty four. So like the people that weren't playing uh, in the seniors, you know, we have a couple of emergency. They weren't at the, in the same times as us. And during the week, like would like change up our like weights groups uh, in terms of play. So we wouldn't have all the midfielders in the weights because if one got sick, then that's in midfield gone. So we'd like subsidise that. We'd have everyone in different spots and doing in that regards. But we have like one main training a week, which is a Wednesday. Monday was like a feel good sesh, and you do it in your lines. Fridays in your lines, and then you like captains run and stuff. But now we did really well with that. A lot of, like we, I got to know a lot of other players who I probably normally wouldn't you know, hang out with on that level, and that's how you know you kind of build relationships that way. So you got to find silver linings and shit scenarios, and I think we did that pretty well last year. 
Yeah, so now, now one of your big changes, so we'll, we'll, we'll chat about it very quickly, but um, Noble, obviously, yeah. you know, someone who was actually listening to our podcast every week before it went up. <laughs> he's because, a big uh, listener, big time subscriber too. Absolutely, he's, he's always the first listener because he, he just wants to make sure. He actually not. is the first listener. Yeah, well, we just had because to dot, dot our I's and cross our T's. I don't know how sure. I'm going to send this to you to get checked off first because I had to go through Noble and the media team for him to say, yes, it's good to go. So yeah. he actually was the first time listener of every episode. We, we might just still send it to him just to get his <laughs> thoughts. But, uh, What's up, Nobes? Uh, well, but Matt, Massive, massive recruitment for, yeah. for North Melbourne from what yeah. you know people have been saying. And you yourself obviously have had a chance to see how he's been progressing in his his former role as a GM of footy. How do you think he'll make the transition? Yeah, I had when I saw that he got the job, I knew that it was a big pickup for them. Um, he's really good at like setting um, structures and culture. He was massive in that for us in the culture side of things. And um, his his professionalism is ridiculous. Like he's anal about everything. Like mm. that's what that's what they'll notice straight away. Like they want to be the best, and he will find the RFIs they need to do the, the ruse and making sure that's good on and specifically off the field too, because that's what we needed to tidy up a few things on. You know, just even being out in the community, we're doing like clinics and stuff. He wanted to make sure like that was the best in the competition, and that's something that he did really well in that role. So I know that. Um, he was a bit of a hard ass when he first got here. You know, everyone is when you know, they come to that role, and then he started getting to know the players really well and building that relationship. He was really good in that, and I've pumped him up like numerous amount of times to get a new contract and stuff on this show. So now he's gone. Um, I think Danny Daly taking his role, so that's my new best mate. But Chad Double D. Uh, um, but yeah, no, he, he's going to be a massive pickup for them. Um, he's coached before um, at, at a lot of levels, especially in. I think at Adelaide he was a forwards coach or a midfield coach there for a while, and then he got that GM role, and then came over here. So now he's massive for them and. I feel the boys already messaged me off the bat when he when he got announced and asked how he was how he was as a as a guy and a bloke and I was like mate you got a good one there so good luck to Noble um, I saw that they have to be playing finals within four years for it to be a successful plan but I'm sure he'll get him there um, yeah. earlier than that a good way to start your day isn't it when you when you <laughs> off first the bat in. Oh. hey by the way mate oh, yeah good job you got the role but next minute you better get us to the finals or yeah. So, uh, but you know what? From from what you hear about Noble, it's the expectations he would have had on himself coming yeah, into the role. He's, so. he's under no illusions. That's like he would have seen that list and seen something promising with it, and he wants to get involved. So, mm. um, good luck to them. Um, hopefully, we smash them next year or this uh, year. Absolutely. Now, now we've we've been wanting to try and get this started back for a while, but we obviously we we were going to do it last week, but then the three day lockdown came into play. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> uh, that was that was fun. Did did that impact you guys at all? Yeah, it did. We went to have uh, our three k time trial on the Saturday last weekend. So. It was literally, I'm in rehab at the moment because I pinged my calf the, the week before um, returning because, you know, I am probably probably did a bit too much in the off on my program-wise. I usually do 50% of it, but this time I did 90. So oh, yeah, good one. Look out 2021. But, nah, these old calves um, just pinged a little bit. But I was doing the session on the Friday and by, like, halfway through, those guys that were on the main session, um, I found out that they – there was one case and it was a pretty bad case in terms of, like, the Europe um, – UK The mutant one. So, yeah. um, it was pretty serious and we got told, you know – by six o'clock today, you're going into lockdown. So we don't know how long it's going to last for. They said till Monday, then they reassess everything, see if it's spread or who that lady come in contact with. So and we meant to have that time trial on Saturday. So a lot of the boys were losing sleep over that. And then that got told. And then they thought, you know what? We're not doing one for the rest of the year. And then next minute, they're doing one this weekend. So, Jeez. But yeah, it was three days. It was nothing like... I've jokingly said on Twitter, like, oh, great job, Brisbane. That's our first bit of the season. I was like, everyone's like, oh, it's only three days. How can you say? I was like, I'm joking. Like, it's three days. It was like a long weekend for us. So it wasn't anything bad. Um, we're back into it. You have to wear masks and stuff every now and then. So um, on that, we're, we're back to full training and going from there. Absolutely. Now, now one, of the, uh, one of the gents that are obviously riding around the, uh, the paddock this summer is 
Joe Danaher. Now, we've been wanting to talk about him for a while. Now, you've got to give us an insight. I know you can't say too much. I'll say we're, everything. You know, we're trying to keep the, uh, you know, we're not going to spill the, the trades of the secrets over the, uh, over the <laughs> pre-season. Uh, we're not going to get off to the wrong foot with the, the new GM of football. But what can you tell us about the way that Joe's been going? Because uh, from all reports, he's, he's going pretty well. Well, I'll just give you like an outsized perspective. When I saw him last year come back from um, the injuries that he had, little niggers and stuff he had at Essendon, um, he looked amazing when he played that game. I think it was against Adelaide or someone. Mm. He kicked like four goals, five or something like that. I was like, yeah, he looks, he looks good. Um, and then he missed a couple more towards the end of the year. But he's, he's been flying. Since, yeah, I think he moved up here within a, you know, a couple of weeks of being the trade going through and he's been, he's on the North side. So he's not really with all the boys. I don't know why he did that, but that's very strange. I think he just wants, you know, he's a little bit of privacy still. Yeah. He's a bit of a quiet guy so far, but I'm North sure he'll come Brisbane. out. I know North, North side's not, not it. We've only got two oh. blokes over there and Zorko on him. So <laughs> what's that tell you? That's a, that's a very strange move. Yeah, yeah but okay. he's been, he's been really good. He's been on, he's done a recession so far. Like we're two weeks in now. And he looks like he's flying. Like it's, it's scary to see him and hippie. I didn't realize how tall he was. That's the first thing. Like I've had a few beers with him in the off season when he came up here. Um, I was just looking at him going, man, like on TV doesn't do any justice. He's a tall man. I think he's like second tallest behind Big O. Yeah, I think he is. Like, he yeah. can't, like hippie's like tall mm. and like beanpole, but like he's, he's a big boy. So I'm very excited to see them two in action. Um, already when we see like the four line connection with the midfielders, it looks pretty good. So I'm under no illusions that he's still got to understand like our players and where the ball's coming from um, and who's hitting them up and that. But he looks, yeah, he looks good. Yeah, so now, now how does that, how, how do you think his, um, I suppose, recruitment as a team is going to help someone like Hippie? Because you've kind of seen there's been gradual growth in his yeah. game over the last few years, but I suppose having another tall target there that can really, you know, command the opposition's best uh, defender as well, I mean, that's yeah. only going to help. Yeah, oh, definitely. And especially for like, I, I kind of compare it to, well, not the same, but I kind of compare it to when Hodgie came in and get, relieved a bit of pressure off like the Harris Andrews, Darcy Gardens of the world because. You know, they were young kids trying to do everything at once and they were learning along the way. Joey comes in, um, he gives a little bit of advice to Hippie and he takes a little bit of pressure off like him having to kick all the goals and stuff and like another avenue to go for us. Um, but also we still got Dan McStay who don't forget about him. He's gonna he's still mm. one of our you know top fours in, in terms of like marking contests, bringing the ball to ground. Like he's a he's an absolute competitor. So I don't see any reason why we're not gonna play three of those guys. Um, and, and and it does give him a bit of um, you know, competition of training. It's really good to see so far, but he's going to be great. And we've got another bloke, Nakai Cockatoo, um, which mm. is, you know, from Geelong product. He's a Darwin boy. So he's going to be massive for us. I keep hearing from everybody, he's, he could be the best player in the comp if he gets his body right. So, you know, we have a thing up here. We get blokes on the track and, um, you know, we've got some stands up here for those blokes to buy into. And they look, he's been training too. He's, he's going to be ready to go by round one. But Faye sat us all down the other day and said, you know, there's no no um, guaranteed spots here. Everyone's got to work for it. And um, that's what makes an exciting group. And hopefully I can still stay there on the wing. We've got this young bloke. He was, he's the best runner I've ever seen. Best runner I've ever seen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sharpie. We call him Sharpie. Okay. He runs a five something, 525, 2K or something stupid. That might not be it, but it's like a stupid time. And he, in the offseason, he came down to one of our trainings and um, he, like, buries our number one. And Barry looked like a slow muff. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he's quit. No, Barry, Barry wasn't too far yeah. behind, but he, he's going to win our 3K for sure. Oh, jeez. Well, like, don't worry about that wing. That still belongs to Em Robinson. And yeah, we, no, no. Me, me and Huey, so they've got to earn that shit. Absolutely. Now, now you, you spoke about Fags and his message. Mm -hmm. What was the – so let, let's rewind back to, to the prelim. Yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. What was the feeling after that? Because Shattering. Yeah, because, oh, I mean, we haven't had a chance to talk about it. We've yeah, yeah. saved it because we wanted to do it on the podcast. So we, we've uh, we've had to hold out till now. 
what what was the wash up after that? And I suppose what was your feeling at halftime going into I suppose that second half, and then yeah. obviously after the game as well. I can't remember the score. I think we were like within a kick in it at halftime, mm. um, and we knew the third quarter because um, the last time we played them, the third quarter they kicked ten goals to like our one or something. They really blew us out of the water, so. We knew that they'll be thinking at half time that they're going to come out and um, try and do the same thing, emulate what they did last time, just attack the footy and get it going forward because, you know, that's how they beat us in the game before. So um, it kind of got away from us in the last quarter. We really believed that we could come back. We're, you know, a strong finishing team. Um, we thought we could really get um, on top of them in some certain areas. It didn't happen, and that's that, that's the thing. They play better on the night. They're, mm. they're a bloody good team, and they were you know, pushing Richmond the whole night till Dustin Martin on what Dustin Martin does. and. Mm. You know, he pretty much won them the game. Those, I was watching that thing, and he he's mm. a he's a seriously good player. But Geelong, and to the credit, they they turned up, and you know they've played in like five prelims in a row. So I I don't want to say like they had more riding on it because we wanted to, we we thought we like deserved to be in the grand final. We wanted, really wanted to make it mm. for all the effort we put on during the year. So it's not that, but it just felt like they had like that extra you know, gear that they just kept finding them when we kept like challenging them. So. Now, credit to them, they're a better team on the night. We haven't really watched it yet. We're, um, Fag said we're going to uh, dissect that next week and going into our RFIs where we can get better at in certain areas. And um, and we're still a young team learning. Like, you don't want to use an excuse. We're, we're second youngest in the, on, on the paper last year. And mm. it kind of showed in the prelim. So we're looking to build on that and go another step further this year. So, you know, got a couple of great inclusions. Um, we drafted really well. Uh, a lot of the boys have came back and ripping Nick. So... Everyone, everyone says that the cliche is like, oh, it's, you know, the best we've looked all coming back. Like, oh, no, yeah. we actually genuinely look good, so I'm excited. Yeah. So, so going into the summer, I suppose you would have had your own thoughts about that game, and, yeah, yeah. and I suppose finishing 2020 on on what was, oh, yeah, I suppose really disappointing. You know, mm. finish given, you know, as you said, how you guys played throughout the finals. Was, was it was there something that you took away from from last year that that you feel like you can kind of use going into this year? Like, 100%. I mean. What, what, what were some of those things? I just felt like, man, we're so close. Because um, I look at it as a fan, <laughs> yeah. a neutral fan as much yeah, as yeah. I can If we were Geelong, be. like, you're Gaz's boy, so you would have been going, go Gary, like, it's his well, final well, farewell. Well, you've, you, your window's a little bit more open to his, so, you know, <laughs> just, I, will say, I will say that his, his window was yeah, coming yeah, to yeah, an yeah, end. Yeah. And um, he's got his own wine, so there's money in your pocket too. Yeah, so. well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but but I, I was saying to people, I can't really lose tonight, and I had a lot of people actually coming up to me on that on that game asking me who am I going for, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. because of you and, and Gary. Yeah. Yeah. And I did say, look, I can't really lose tonight. Yeah, um, it's a win-win for you. I was, it was a win-win. But I suppose, like, you know, as a neutral fan, you know, you look at Brisbane and you just – if you look at it on paper and you see the transitions mm. that you guys have made over the years, you go, geez, the window is right there. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how, yeah. how, how quick you guys have been able to develop as a group. Everyone stayed together and it feels like you guys are at the tipping point now. Yeah, well, Fag's – I'm probably not allowed to give away too much what we talk about in meetings, but – there's been a stat that we just talked about. Um, although we lost that game, last two years, last two years previous, we've you know, got the number one in wins on the board. So we've won like thirty something games. The next is Geelong, Richmond, mm. someone else. I can't remember who the fourth was. But like that's just, that's just proof in the pudding that you know, we're winning games, we're getting better, we're getting more into our system with Fags, and we've got um, some new coaches coming in who've got some ideas for us that would be great for um, our football and our, our structures and our game plans. So. I see us getting better. I don't see it as a as a negative that we, you know um, some coaches have left, some players have come, gone, whatever it is. I really see that as a it's going to be a big step in our year. And everyone's got that burning desire that you know we're not happy with last year. We're pissed off that, to be honest that we lost that final against Geelong, and we really want to rectify that this year and just get stuck into it. You know, it's a shorter preseason. Everyone's fit, feels great coming into January, and I think that's a great thing that we didn't have to train eight weeks before the Christmas break because I feel like you lose a little bit over Chrissy and. I think that everyone's come back in a great shape and we just can't wait to get stuck into it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, we, we might as well look ahead to, I suppose, what's making news at the moment because we've uh, we've had a bit of a scan through and, and um, there's, there's a few talking points that I know that people want us to talk about. We've had a couple of uh, comments already. Yeah. Um, one was John, Jonathan Patton, but we're not going to get into that because it's yeah. just not our space. Yeah, you know, yeah. We understand that there's um, you know, some real serious mental health um, uh, issues going on behind factors that, now, that, yeah. are, that are going into that as well. But just from a general sense about social media and, and I suppose, player usage, like... Is it a discussion that the club always has on, on an ongoing basis with its players? I know that um, you know part of my role at the Gold Coast Suns is, is about social media awareness and things of that nature. Is that something that continues to be had for, for players and how they approach social media? Yeah, it's obviously a talking point that I don't want to touch on per se because um, of what's going on with him now and mm. um, you know recently been hospitalised. So. I don't want to go into that, but in in terms of the education and stuff we have behind it, we get you know a fair bit of it. Um, the AFLPA do a good job at the start of the like every year that takes all the plays and the new new um, recruits through this thing that um, obviously social media and the trolls out there and all that kind of stuff are like really having a feast with this at the moment and 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 during the year as well. So um, they come in and show us how we can block certain terms. Um, you can like really look after your own account to make sure you can only see what you want to see. Um, Block, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So we get that a lot, um, but what what happens is like they can't control what we put out. So that's the thing that we get told: mm. like to be really careful with what you're doing. Um, it's one of those uh, things that can really, as we see, play play a big role in your mental health or um, the club that you're with, or you know, perception of who you are and stuff. So um, it's it's he wouldn't be going through anything great at the moment. Um, so. That's just what we go through. We have to be very careful what you do, and the education around that thing's um, is getting a lot better. So uh, hopefully, um, uh, everyone can kind of take something out of that book and and really understand what's going on and be careful of what you're doing. So it's one of those things that the player understands now, and um, it's it's a timely reminder of what 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 can happen. So um, yeah, we we had a bit of a chat about it. Uh, a welfare manager pulled us up and um, had a talk about it. So yeah, everyone's aware of what's going on. Yeah. So now, when it comes to social media, is it something that you think it's good for players to be on? Do you think it's yeah? Because I've got a pretty, I've got a pretty strong opinion about it. I, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's unrealistic to assume that players aren't going to be on social media because yeah. you know a lot of people just say, oh, we'll just get off social media. But you've got you know commercial responsibilities yeah. that are done through social media. You've got your own audiences that you're trying to build, yeah. your own brands. Like it's yeah. unrealistic to suggest that a player in 2021 can cannot be on social media. It's it's all up. What do you want out of it? Like, um, I, I'm obviously the family man guy, so I put up a lot of stuff for my family, the kids, um, what we do on our time off, you know, gaming, my podcast stuff. So mm. I use it specifically for that. Um, I don't use it to connect with people or anything like that. I, I don't need to do that. It's just for, like, the, the fan base or the community that I have that I can reach out to and they, if they like my stuff, they like it. If they want to slide my DMs and have a crack at me about, you know, the stuff I say about other teams or players or the way I act on field, um, go for it. Like, it doesn't bother me. I'm not going to sit on my bed that night and cry that someone goes, oh, Robert, you're a flog. Stop um, faking free kicks or hey, hey, do, hey, do you talk about Lynch? Like, like it doesn't really bother me. Like, mm. it's just my opinion and if you don't like it, a lot of people say this, but generally I don't care. If you don't like me, that's fine. You don't know me. Um, mm. The people, people's opinions that matter to me are like my family and friends and my close-knit group and my podcast fans. Shout out to all you guys out there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it doesn't bother me. It's like, it's, 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 um, I take it with a grain of salt and if... If people want to slide in and say some shit about me, that's fine. That doesn't really bother me. I don't respond to it. I'm not going to go out and cry about it. So keep doing what you're doing, everybody. Um, hey, is going hate. Hate to play another game. It's a bit like that, yeah. Yeah. No. But it's also good for like the clubs also love people on social media in terms of their players because they can put out mm. like marketing for them. They can mm. really con um, connect with the fans of the club. They can do all that kind of stuff. So it's great if you want to make some money off it, you can. Like I got, 
people get paid to post stuff. That's fine mm. with them. Um, it's all about being genuine and authentic on it. And if you're not that, people can kind of tell that it's like a bunch mm. of bullshit. So just be yourself and just use it wisely. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, social media has such a powerful um, channel for, yeah, for, 100%. you know, players and fans to get to know each other, to, to provide that insight again. You know, what we do on a weekly basis is, is share this through social media. I mean, it's just in... in in the year 2021, it's just unrealistic for players not to be on social media. Yeah, so to, yeah. to hear the argument that, oh, we'll just get off social media. No, like, I just, about that. I a lot of, pla- yeah. a lot of players do. A lot of players do get off it um, if mm. they're going through you know, a bad patch in the career or, just, or something might have happened that you know, mm. the, the public, they're getting into them about. So I've experienced it. I've been delisted from it before. So um, I haven't changed who I am because of it. But um, you just got to use it in the right way. Um, and we get a lot of education around that. And you learn when you get older. Like, I'm 31 now, so I understand that I don't need to be putting out, like, that kind of stuff on social media or, you know, it's just it's, I know what it is and what's it about and what you can use it for. So a lot of the younger players coming through again, educated on it. Um, and they get teased and stuff by the, by the teammates that put out anything stupid, so they get you know, pulled up pretty quick on it. So... The, uh, the the banter and stuff in the in the changes are pretty funny. They're still fines, aren't they? For, They're uh, still f- for oh, we don't do it anymore because um, COVID, so we can't really find anyone. Mm. We've got no money, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Lockie, Lockie gets fined. Lockie yeah. gets fined. Yeah. Lockie gets fined. Then well, he'll, he'll get fined. Although no. every club was putting out uh, annual profits last year, which I was thinking, okay, well, everyone's this, killing it apparently. Yeah, yeah, how does this work? When I'm I not- did my contract, we had nothing, <laughs> man. I'm like, what? Everyone's taking pay Noble. cuts. Everyone's taking pay cuts. No. The, the profits going through the roof. That's <laughs> a, that's very interesting. But no, look, I, I mean, it's it's an interesting debate and it's going to be one that I you know you can just see it sort of carrying on over the next few days so yeah yeah it'll be interesting to watch mate I think that's us I think that's us uh, wrapped up for, from what I can see have we, have we got anything else that we're going to touch on before we uh, before we wrap up I was uh, I was looking through it before I know Ken Hinckley signed a new deal uh, shout out to Ken he's, yeah, he's been doing a, um, a, mate, a mountain of work over there got him to the top of the ladder so that's he's he's there about he's been there about for like a, a while now he's been and they they talk um, you see, put out they might like talk a big game, but they actually back it up. They're a very good team at doing that, and they're I've, you know I've been paying a bit of attention to them. So I know a few of the boys there, and they look that like they come back in good shape. I didn't even realize that Lira Lee went there. I don't know what I missed. That, that I saw a late. photo of him. I was like, what the hmm. fuck? What is yeah. going on there? But they, that's a scary pickup for them too in the back line. So they're going to be a good team. But um, I think they gave up like a third round pick or something. Because that's well. a like steal, was, man. That's a nothing. steal. He's a very good player. Um, mm. But yeah, if you didn't realize, we are at the house today. Uh, I don't know if we spoke about the very start. I'll uh, I'll probably do a little, little bit of invert for them. I intro for that. But yeah, this is where our podcast is going to be from now on. I don't know. I don't know if you can see down this lens that's still recording. Yes. Um, this is where it's going to be, so we can get the guests on. Um, it's pretty cool. It's uh, called the house. It's uh, thirty-two Caswell Street. It's a coffee shop there. Little barbershop at the front. Um, we'll, we'll tinker with this, but we've got a couple of big guests that are going to come on. I was going to get Joey Dano here in. I want the Berry Brothers because, you know, they're good value. Obviously, you get Charlie Cameron in here and now Brandon Millis uh, in Lockie Neal. So we'll get everyone back on. We'll start fresh this year. going to revamp the podcast. It's going yes. to be nice looking. Um, and we're going to get back up those charts this year, baby. So make sure everyone jumps on board. But, yeah, shout out to Sammy and James at the front. They're, they are legends. And they do a Sunday service too. So on Sunday... I think it's like 10, 11 o'clock. You come down here if you're, if you're into that. Um, and the coffee cool. is amazing down elite, here. Elite, elite already. But um, yeah, I, did, I didn't speak. What did you do for Christmas and New Year's? I was in Byron Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, uh, I was in Byron Bay. It was, a good, it was a good four days. We went down there with the family. Um, it was, uh, mate, to be honest, it was good to just switch off, you know, yeah, after yeah, obviously yeah. what was a, a pretty, big, uh, pretty big couple of weeks. I'd actually just come back from, from catching up with Trent Cochin to yeah, do yeah. That, the, the wine release. Um, so that was that was you know it was good to switch off, but uh, yeah, I actually hung around in Byron Bay, which was nice. But where'd you get up to? Did you, did you go to Tassie in the end? No, I didn't. My mum and dad are pretty flat about that, but you know, I just I just put it down to you know paying for flights, COVID breaches, all that kind of stuff. 
you know, yeah. the kids and Emma. I've got to pay for all that, so yeah, that would have been full on. But three no, of my favourite words at the moment I due know, to COVID. Due to COVID, that's it. I can't, you know what? I'm sorry, Dad. Due to COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I know we stuck around. Christmas was pretty bland. We I, we went. Me and Emma went to Hamo for like four or five days. Saw that. That was really really nice. That was a good time. Um, switch off. That was when I switched off from everyone, and you know the kids didn't come. So me and Emma had a bit of um, you know that time. Um, Christmas is had at the house for the first time. No, no family, no other family, no extended family. It was just me and Emma and the kids and our housemates. And then New Year's was a big one. Went down to Goldie, went down your way to uh, your country, which was um, went to Burley, but we stayed at Hope Island. So yeah. So I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I heard a little bird <laughs> tell me that there might have been a, a pretty hefty Uber. Hefty, bro. This. T- so t- tell us oh, about okay. this. We, so we can talk about yeah, this. Yeah, We're not going to get in trouble. Fine. We had a big night down the Gold Coast. Me, Barry, um, the both of the Barry brothers, um, Matho, and one of his mates. Uh, shout out to Aussie Nash, um, Nash Holmes. He came along for a trip. Um, went so last minute. I jumped on board. We went down the Gold Coast. Hope on the boys had like a mansion down there on the water. Did a few beer bongs. Had a great time there. Then we went to Burley. Um, tried to get in the pavilion. Couldn't get in. There was this jam packed. So we went to some other pub. Um, had a good time. Met. Xavier Coates, who's actually a ripper bloke. Mm. Um, he's actually a really good fella, so uh, civil line, got to see him. Um, massive night, and then, you know, by the time the sun comes up, we've got to get back to the house, and $200 Ubers to get there. Oh, and I was like, I keep cancelling that shit. I could not. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And then we've just, I think it was like 250 and they kept cancelling on us. So we just got like a max taxi, and we all got home. The 200 We said, mate, 200 bucks cash, please get us back home. We're not walking. Well, oh. I didn't realise how far it was. Burley to Hope Island. I thought what. it was like 20 minutes. Tell you what, that's... Time that's flies when you're having fun. So, yeah, that was that. Was that. Um, and then I had to Uber from there to the other house that the boys had to get the car. And then by that afternoon, I was just wrecked, and this is the worst day of my life on uh, the first. Well, I usually, I usually bring the new year, like, running and stuff, but this mm. year I was like, nah, I just need to just chill out for a second. Nah, just, just to mix it up. Just you to know, mix it up, and now, look, look at me now, I'm flying. So, nah, that, that was that, and then, yeah, pretty much straight back into training. We're, we're raring to go. Like, I, I, I get so much anxiety in the off-season. I just can't mm. do it. I don't know why. I just, mm. I just, I'm, I'm just so wiggy about how much training we're doing, what times we do the training at, and the boys, like, Without sounding like, you know, we're awesome and stuff and how professional they are. But they run like 7 a.m. like Monday, Wednesday, Friday when they're meant to. Like they do a full program. Mm. So I've never really done like the full program because I'm an older boy and do that. Mm. But I was like trying to keep up with them and stuff. And they were humming. There's like 16 of us every time. Because no, yeah. no one went away. There's a few, mm. like half a list went back home to where they're from and the rest stayed here. So we were ready to go. I was ready to get back in the train, get the routine schedule now. Pat, I just can't, I can't do off season. It's the only time I get nervous, which yeah. is just a weirdest thought process i don't know why yeah. well we're, we're talking about nerves I, I just hope that you know with all the restrictions that are continually happening in brisbane and yeah. sydney and, and melbourne we just, we just hope that you know there's some norm normalcy to to this year because yeah, you know yeah. we, we, you know the hub life was great and it was cool <laughs> it was great for us because you know, in queensland but the yeah. fixture the fixture this year actually like it's we were getting told that there might be like 20 25 plus games uh, might be doing extra games to try and make up that that profit of the funds mm. and stuff to get back in the AFL we're like all the players were like yeah sweet we'll do it whatever you guys want mm. so it's all gone back to normal we had like this, uh, we had a presentation just to phase and remind all the boys that you know it's going back to normal game time they're reducing the the uh, the, the the quarter quarter breaks mm. back a couple of minutes yep they're reducing the rotation so like this year is going to be a, like a, we have to get back up to speed cuz we, our team prides ourselves on being a fit team and running out games and like, doing most of our damage in junk time. Whereas, like, last year, it was, it was hard to do that because, like, you literally start the quarter and then by the time you feel gassed, the quarter's over. Mm. So, uh, it, w- it was a strange one. So, this year, we're, like, obviously our training and our off-season program had to go back up a notch to, you know, accommodate for the game that's going to be happening this year. So, normal game time, 
um, or like like more like less rotation, all that's going to be very tough on the body. So uh, I dare say a lot of teams will be doing something different in terms of um, you know rotations and making players being dual position players and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be interesting this year, man. Absolutely, absolutely. No, well, look, it's uh, it, it's it's obviously something that we're going to be now bringing back on a weekly basis. Yep. So make sure you subscribe to yeah. Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Facebook. SoundCloud, everything. So make sure you guys jump on that. Um, we also just signed with the company too, who's going to be helping with the podcast transition wise, and they're going to be doing like editing everything. So it's easy for us. We can talk more shit, and then we can just like flick off to them, and they just cuddle up. So done, done, yeah. done. All right, Sean T, thank you for coming on. That is episode forty of the Rip Thrill Podcast. It is looking fantastic. I can't wait to edit this, see what it looks like too. So thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Us. Boom. Um, shout out to our sponsors. I think they're going to jump back on board. We have got Telstra, who are the biggest one. They're being massive for us. Seven AFL, they're, they're cool as beans. We got Shul. We got Rebel. We got everyone that's jumping on board. So if I missed you, um, Jans as well. Jans um, PTY today. We're going to get you guys uh, more microphones and stuff for the next people going on. We've got Jesse Williams, oh, the monster yes. next week. So make sure you send in some questions you got for him. His story is fucking ridiculous. So mm. I can't wait to talk to him and chew his ear off about uh, what happened with his career in NFL, college football, getting cancer, beating the shit out of that, and doing what he's doing now. So um, tune in next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Boom. Woo.